I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Some people find their passion early and stick with it, turning their life over to a cause. We're going to hear about just such a person now. He's a scientist in Mexico, and he's appealing to the pride of his fellow countrymen and women to save creatures that many find not so lovable. Reporter Ari Daniel Shapiro of our partner program Nova has a story. It's not uncommon for Rodrigo Medellin to start his day at night. At the moment, he's near the town of Tepoztlan. He's got his headlamp switched on, and he's walking deeper and deeper into the Cueva del Diablo, the Devil's Cave. Suddenly, Medellin stops. The ceiling of the cave, just eight feet above our heads, is furry and moving. There's a lot of Mexican long-nosed bats over here. About 2,000 Mexican long-nosed bats. But looking up at a colony like this is just asking for trouble. I'm getting pee on my eyes. He turns away to clear his eyes. But before long, he's looking up at the bats again. They're mating. You, you can tell. Just look at pairs forming, and a male is grabbing a female from behind. There's one there. Medellin's a biologist at the National Autonomous University of Mexico, and he's been coming to this cave for three decades. It was just a few years ago that he and his students first saw Mexican long-nosed bats mating here, or anywhere. From then on, we've been trying to find other caves where this endangered species mates, and we haven't found any. That makes this cave incredibly important. He figures there are about 4,000 of these bats here in all. That's down from maybe 8,000 a decade ago. He fears people are disturbing the bats. Medellin shakes his head as he notices fresh footprints in the cave, probably from locals. They're not supposed to come in for anything at this point in the year, which is when the bats are mating. Medellin says that while many types of bats are doing just fine in Mexico, humans threaten the survival of certain species. People often unintentionally destroy bat roosts and habitats, and in some places, villagers intentionally kill bats. Medellin has made it his mission to help these animals by studying them and fighting for their protection. Back in his lab in Mexico City, Medellin says his passion for bats, indeed for all animals, started early in life. My first word was not mama or dada, it was flamingo. (laughs) He read about flamingos and other animals nonstop as a kid. When he was 11, he appeared on a popular national TV quiz show. He got to choose what subject he'd be quizzed on, and he selected mammals. I did not win, but in the process of spending six or seven uh, weekends on TV, a lot of people saw me, including... The people at the University of Mexico that at the time were the experts on bats. They invited Medellin to help in the lab in the field. He was amazed that bats came in such a wide variety of shapes and sizes. Long snouts, short snouts, small eyes, big eyes, huge ears, rounded ears, pointed ears, colorful as can be. He was hooked. He says everyone should appreciate bats and be grateful to them. Bats eat massive amounts of insects. They disperse seeds and pollinate plants. But convincing the public that bats are worth protecting isn't easy. He says he has to persuade people it's in their own best interest. Here in Mexico, he's hit on something he thinks could be a winning argument. Our own Mexican identity is very closely linked to tequila. Tequila is made from the agave plant. Well, we would not have tequila if it wasn't because of the bats pollinating agaves for millions and millions of years. 
which means, he says, that if Mexicans want tequila in the future, the country has to protect its bats. Medellin started a program to offer a special consumer label to tequila producers who farm their agave plants in a bat-friendly way. Medellin's also working to save bats in other countries, more than a dozen worldwide. He says in each place he has to modify his pitch so that it resonates with the local residents. If you want to do effective conservation, the leaders have to be the locals because they know the context, the culture, everything. Medellin is in his mid-50s, and he realizes that to save bats in the long run, there has to be a younger generation of conservationists. So he's been training a small army of researchers. He rarely enters a cave alone. Back at the Cueva del Diablo, Medellin's accompanied by a few of his students. Ruben Galicia is working on his master's. He says he loves being around bats. I enter a cave and shut off my light, he says. Then it's silent, except for the sound of the bats. Today, Medellin's students have set up a net in front of the entrance to the cave. It's not long before they catch a bat. Medellin untangles it from the net. And it's out. It's a female. He hands it off to a student who weighs and measures it. 55.6? Medellin and his team want to know when the bats are reproductively active. That way he can determine the best time periods to restrict visitor access to the cave. Medellin takes the animal back. He holds it in his hands and prepares to release it. We're going to recharge its batteries, giving it a little bit of guava juice there. She's licking it up. It's ready to go. He holds out his hands. Okay, one... The bat waits for a moment. And three. And then it flies off, back into the night. (laughs) For Nova and the World, I'm Ari Daniel Shapiro, Tepoztlan, Mexico. We've got some great photos from the Devil's Cave at theworld.org. And get a whole new view of our interconnected planet on Nova's two-hour special, Earth from Space. That's next week on PBS.